BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And today for our current Mood Convo, we are going to be joined with not one, but two amazing guests. Bailey and Jackie are the co-hosts of the podcast, What Day Is It? They cover every girl problem, life struggle, mental health topic, and biz reality there is over on their podcast that is full of inspirational and relatable stories from guests who aren't afraid to admit that they don't have it all together. Hence why they asked me to be a guest on their podcast, duh. Bailey is the founder and owner of leading digital marketing agency, Play Digital. And Jackie is a freelance video editor obsessed with all things fashion, social media, and podcasting. They are so much fun, you guys. We actually recorded a podcast swap, so we chatted for a whole podcast already over on theirs, What Day Is It?, where you can listen to them ask me questions. We just giggle. We talk. I had so much fun on their podcast. And then I wanted to obviously have them over on Mood to keep the conversation going, keep the good times rolling. We're going to talk about social media, entrepreneurship, couples therapy, therapy, mood boosters, the whole thing. But before we get into our current mood convo, let's talk about my best mood and worst mood of the week. I mean, you guys, it was like really hard to pull a best mood this week because last week I went down hard. I was in California for the past few weeks. As you guys know, I took a red eye on Sunday of the following week of, well, the week before I missed and went to New York to see my girly girls, the Ashray sisters and Kenzie Elizabeth. If you're true podcasters, you know, and we went to a Luke Combs concert. It was literally so much fun. It's just like, you know, that's kind of my motto in life right now is just living life just saying yes to things and when the girly girls call you get on a plane and so when I then flew back to Chicago finally after being gone for so long being on a little bit of extra planes New York was such a mood booster you guys like just like walking around with Christmas decorations seeing new shops I forgot how much I actually love just like traveling and stuff like that in general I just only go back and forth between California and Chicago and it's not like a travel thing I guess it's more of like a, I gotta do what I gotta do so that was such a mood booster in itself but then when I got back to Chicago oh, my body decided to take me down and I got the flu I started feeling sick on like Tuesday late Tuesday night and I slept in on Wednesday, but I was like, huh, maybe I'm just getting a cold. Maybe I'm tired. And then literally Wednesday, like evening, I went down. I slept from Wednesday evening to Friday morning with like, I think I woke up for like an hour and a half on Thursday. Like that's it, you guys. It was 
horrible. I knew I had a fever because I was like freezing cold, shivering. My body was aching. And then like an hour later, I would like break it once the Advil hit and I would sweat it off and then it would come back. And it was just this horrendous cycle. And by Friday, my mom literally broke into my apartment because she thought I died because I hadn't answered my phone in so long. And she was like literally afraid to come into my apartment because she's so dramatic and thought I was just going to be like laying there. Oh, Kiki, I just wasn't texting you back. It's like the classic, like, you're not texting your mom back, so she texts your boyfriend to see if he's heard from you, and then he hasn't, and then she goes to your apartment because, of course, you must be dead, you know? Have no fear. I'm alive. It was just horrible, and since I obviously tested negative for COVID, I begged my mom. I was like, please, can I come sit on your couch? Like, I can't sit in here anymore. Like, I don't have any snacks or food, and I can't take care of myself when I know you're down the street, please. And so she did, and the crazy thing is a few people said when I like got really sick and after I told them like obviously I didn't have COVID they were like I think you're just like really overwhelmed and stressed and exhausted and your body's probably telling you to slow down and you know how people always say that when you get sick but the weird thing is like I knew they were kind of on to something because I have been really overwhelmed and stressed I think that it's the holiday season can be very stressful as an adult and I didn't get anyone else sick. Like literally no one else I was around. Like obviously I know I had a virus of some kind, but I think it's definitely one of those things where I probably could have caught a cold somewhere, but my body was just so worn down that it just got even sicker, which like if you have a weak immune system, you know, you just turn it into something bigger and better and brighter than a cold. So yeah, like literally my brother didn't get sick. My mom didn't get sick. I know the flu is like definitely going around right now and stuff's going around right now, but I think my body was just like so worn down that there was absolutely no way that I was just going to pass it really quick. So I was literally out of commission Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which in itself is just a worse mood because... It just sucks. It like sucks when your body tells you to slow down and maybe your mind's like, wait, what are you doing? You have to deal with the physical symptoms. And, you know, my therapist always says, and I think it's good that I know this, that I am like more like depressive and anxious when I'm sick because like my body is like weak and it just, she says that she's noticed it and it happens. So I think knowing that and knowing I was sick, I tried to be really gentle with myself and not, you know, like be mad at myself that I was sick and try to get better faster And then obviously not, because I think sometimes if you don't just like let your body rest, obviously you're going to get sicker. So I did that. I was just really gentle with myself. I let myself just kind of lay on my mom's couch like all weekend after absolutely dying in a hole in my apartment. And I just had to say, you know what? It is what it is. And let's ride this sucker out. But it was definitely a worse mood. I mean, getting being sick sucks. You go on Instagram and you see all the people living their lives and you feel like absolute shit and you want to be out doing things and like your body's not able to do it and it's not caught up yet. But I definitely knew I was starting to feel better once my mind and my brain started working. But like my body just like wasn't there yet. I was exhausted. So I'm still honestly playing catch up because it messed up my sleep schedule so much being sick and just kind of like it always throws you for a loop when you're just kind of go down like that. And it definitely gives you like Sunday scaries for days in a row and you feel like you can't leave and you're just trapped in your own misery. Sounds nice, huh? What a mood. What I will say my best mood is, though, because I really, really couldn't think of one, (laughs) the only thing that came to mind was I feel like I'm feeling more connected to you guys, actually, because I feel as though when I travel or when I'm overwhelmed and stuff, I kind of actually mentioned this on the What Day Is It podcast, 
But I was talking to my friend Kenzie in New York, and she said that you'd, as in me, she said you'd rather go MIA than not be authentically yourself. Like, you would rather disappear before you lie. And I think it's kind of a testament to, like, I really do genuinely share how I'm feeling, what I'm going through, what's going on in my life. And I feel like I've had this built-up fear. I think I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast over the past few months, maybe, of just, like, feeling just unsure about social media and YouTube and podcasts. Like, I think it's it's really scary to put yourself out there. I think, obviously, I just kind of have been doing it for so long that it's second nature. But sometimes I go through these phases where I, I get really, really extra sensitive and scared of, like, being judged. And I think I just kind of have, like, subconsciously taken a step back because I've been going through so much in my personal life that maybe I don't feel like sharing that all of a sudden I'm just kind of stepping back from my platform because if I don't feel like sharing it, I'm not just going to lie and pretend like I'm doing other stuff or feeling other things. And I kind of pushed myself once I was sick. I think there's nothing like being out of commission to make you like remember the parts of life you like doing, you know, because all of a sudden you can't do them because you feel like such shit. And I just kind of had this thought of like, you know what? It's December. I don't know what the future holds in 2022, but I, I do need to be more confident with myself and I do need to be more secure and I do like doing certain things. And I, one of them is connecting with you guys and being on social media. So I've just started kind of, you know, not being as intimidated and as afraid of social media as I can be. I am definitely better at it a little bit like on Instagram and my podcast. I don't know what it is. I have this like weird brain block with YouTube, like, I just, I feel like I freeze up when I talk to the camera and it's like, that's not my personality at all. So I think it's like this weird protection mechanism because I'm scared of something and I'm scared of the internet. Not that I'm scared of you guys. It's weird, but I feel like I've really been more connected with you guys and just, it's been bringing me joy kind of posting and talking to you guys and like making the Geneva app group, which you guys all talk in and I can just chat with you guys. It just gives me a sense of like, meaning behind social media even though because social media can be like a really scary place and I think having a community with purpose is the only thing that keeps me going but when I kind of stepped away from it it's like then it's my purpose is gone too you know so I think kind of refinding that and reconnecting with you guys and putting myself out there a little bit more has actually been a best mood and kind of fun And yes, I will link the Geneva group in the podcast description because I don't know if I saved it to the highlights on the mood Instagram, but I will for sure today. So head over to at mood with Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram. And don't forget, we launched merch so you guys can get the new varsity drop. It's all about being in the mood booster club. So it makes a great holiday gift. Go to shoplaurenelizabeth.com as well. Speaking of gifts. I don't know what it is about me, but I just think that jewelry is the best gift ever. And I was actually, I swear to God, thinking about this last night because I I was like, why have I always just valued jewelry so much? Like even when I was younger, I remember I wanted like my high school boyfriend to get me a piece of jewelry because I just thought it was like the most meaningful thing in the world. I think my brain is just wired this way, but it's true. I love giving the gift of jewelry. I love receiving jewelry. Not going to lie. Like, if you love me and you don't give me jewelry that, like, has an engraving that says you love me, like, do you? I don't know. And this all sounds expensive, right? It doesn't have to be, you guys, because you know my favorite jewelry brand is Majuri. They make fine jewelry for every day, minus the traditional 10-time markup. 
They have new limited edition product drops every Monday, which is my personal favorite part because I'm obsessed with jewelry and I love seeing the new stuff every single Monday. I always check. So it's not like seasonal releases with traditional retailers. There's always something new and exciting and their pieces are handcrafted, fairly priced and responsibly sourced using traceable gold. And 70% of Majuri's gold is certified recycled. If you're a last minute shopper like me, Majuri's holiday gift guides make finding the perfect gift easier than ever. There's something for everyone on your list, yourself included. That's the hardest part about going on Majuri.com is not buying something for myself. I almost did that yesterday. My little brother doesn't listen to the podcast, and I will mention you guys, they actually have a really great men's section. I was trying to get a bracelet for my little brother over there, and they have really, really good men's stuff. And so if you are into that for your mans, check that out too. If you don't know what to get, you'll just find pieces for every style and budget with their gift guides. They have their most gifted, which is the best-selling styles on everyone's wish list. They have under 150, which is beloved pieces with accessible pricing, gifts for him, like I just said, comfortable and durable pieces he'll actually wear, personalized, aka my favorite, meaningful gifts that are customizable with engravings, and then they have the 500-plus category for people who mean the most to you. They have diamond and 14-karat solid gold gifts that'll last forever. Wouldn't mind if you went over to the $500 plus for me. <laughs> no? Okay. For fine jewelry at an accessible price point, go to Majuri's high quality 18 karat gold vermeil. It's a thick layer of 18 karat solid gold over silvering over sterling silver for long-lasting wear. You can get regular sterling silver, freshwater pearls, responsibly sourced diamonds, milestone rings. You guys, they literally have everything. I don't know where else to shop for jewelry at this point. So shop Majuri.com and get your gifts in time for the holiday season. Visit Majuri.com and use code MOOD for 10% off your first order. That's Majuri.com code MOOD for 10% off your first order. Okay, let's talk about some mood boosters. Obviously, I was pretty out of commission, not really doing anything besides sleeping, and I'm not going to give you the boring rest for um, my mood booster this week because I just don't have anything juicy to back it up with. I just had the flu, you know? But what I did think of, and I kind of posted this on Instagram yesterday, was wrapping Christmas presents has been a mood booster. And it is making me a little upset, though, because I feel as though we always talk about having, like, mindful activities. And I feel like Christmas wrapping presents... Why am I saying it like that? Wrapping Christmas presents is so mindful. I was wrapping a ton of gifts yesterday. I went out and I did the shopping. And I can't I can't totally say that Christmas shopping is boosting my mood right now. It's actually really stressing me out, even though I love gift giving. But I don't know why. I just feel, like, really adult. I feel like I've turned a little grinchy the past few years when I have to go Christmas. Christmas shopping because I'm just like, oh, I have to get this for everyone. It's just because I take too long because I like waiting till you feel like you're in the holly jolly spirit because the Christmas season, December is a mood booster. I mean, it is just, I love the vibes. The vibes are everything, but I'm definitely stressed about shopping. So then when I came home and I was wrapping the gifts, I got this double-sided tape because I saw a bunch of Instagram videos of a girl or multiple accounts wrapping their Christmas gifts in a way that like required simple folding and double-sided tape so that when you like taped it down you couldn't see the tape and I'm gonna post what I, I'm gonna post a couple videos to the mood Instagram story so you guys can see but it just so happened that when I went to paper source to get all my wrapping supplies and cards that they were like oh the sparkle paper doesn't work with that tape you have to get the double-sided one and I was like okay and I got home and I was like oh this is like the Instagram tutorials and it just made me feel like I had a freaking arts and crafts hobby and it's so frustrating because I'm actually really good at it I made like my own ribbons with the double-sided tape I was folding I was like literally Martha Stewart who 
and then this is only going to be my hobby for the next two weeks. And I just find that so upsetting because like, what am I going to do? Fold in my free time for the rest of the year. I like doing things with a purpose and with like an outcome and a meaning, which probably subconsciously is a bad thing of mine. But if anyone just has any ideas, let me know. Otherwise, let's just enjoy wrapping Christmas gifts because tis the season. I think that like just leaning into the holiday season is a mood booster. Just having just having a good time with my family, being of service to anyone and everyone, because I just think there's a way to be of service, even when it's just being nice to someone, just smiling at someone. You guys know I like literally love interacting with strangers more than I love probably interacting with the people closest to me, just because it like boosts my mood, it makes my day, and I just love that. And even though it's freezing cold, see how I keep finding the opposite of mood boosters in this holiday season? It's like I'm stressed because of shopping, and I'm fucking freezing cold in Chicago. It's not good, you guys. But I will say, leaning into the Christmas spirit, wrapping my holiday gifts is a total certified mood booster. Just kind of trying to focus on the not stressful part of the holiday and try to find and put more joy into it. I mean, I think a really good example, too, is I'm really, really sad that I'm spending and about to spend my first Christmas without my grandpa. And it's really, really, really hard for me and my family. And this is going to be a just, it's just going to be a really, really tough holiday. And so I'm trying to not distract myself because I really am feeling my feelings. Like I've definitely been crying a lot more since I've gotten back and it really feels like Christmas and I've definitely been grieving. And so I'm making sure to also do things that bring us together and to connect with my family and just be there for other people too and make the most out of the holiday season because it's it's already going to be so hard no matter what. Um, so instead of just being super grinchy about it and miserable about it, I know that's obviously not what my grandpa would want anyway. Um, and so I'm finding ways to just bring people in my life together, whether it's through like certain gifts I've decided to gift um, and or just like kind of planning activities with my cousins and making sure to go over to my mom's and make sure my mom's okay. And so, yeah, I think that like it, that's kind of where my mood boosters are at this week and just trying to stay sane through the holidays and boost my mood, but do it in a way where I'm not like avoiding the current season that we're in, because what I could be doing is like, okay, I'm home from California. It's time to like get back on my workout grind and eat healthy and cook for myself. And to be honest, it's like, that's just not really the priority right now in a sense of, yes, of course I need to take care of myself, but I really do need to go Christmas shopping. And, you know, my family is coming in town and stuff like that, where I'm trying not to put pressure on myself to do my traditional mood boosters. I'm trying to kind of make them incorporated into the holiday season so I can make the most of it because you know it only is a few weeks and then we can go back to traditional mood boosters and our rituals because what worked for you a few weeks ago might not work for you today and that's why you just have to be able to boost your mood and kind of pivot and adjust accordingly and there's no better way to do it than by just leaning into the space that you're in into the season that you're in and for me that's the holidays and they're sad but we're going to make the best of them. As the weather gets cooler, it's time to start thinking about a return to entertaining, whatever that looks like for you. From the joyful excitement of a welcoming entryway to the comfort of a beautiful yet relaxed dining space, Article's newest collection invites guests to make themselves at home. 
article's team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. Personally, Article is one of my absolute favorite places to shop for furniture. You can trust that their prices are fair, but the quality is absolutely incredible. They are just a company that knows what they're doing, and they always have something that I absolutely adore, and the shipping is amazing. It's inspired by a variety of modern design aesthetics like mid-century, Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian. And like I said, fair prices. You save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Article able. Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. So there's no showrooms, no salespeople, and no retail markups. They have fast and affordable shipping available across the USA and Canada and is free on orders over $999. Article is offering my listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Go to article.com slash mood and the discount code will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash mood to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Okay, guys, let's jump into our current mood combo with Bailey and Jackie from the What Day Is It podcast. You guys are going to absolutely love them. We have so much in common. I don't forget to go listen to their podcast because I'm on it as well and I had so much fun with them make sure to follow them on all platforms I seriously like I'm just so glad that they reached out to podcast swap because I absolutely adore them so I hope you enjoy our current mood combo as much as I enjoyed recording it for you guys okay so I'm here with Bailey and Jackie I'm so excited they have an amazing podcast called what day is it and we were just on their podcast so make sure you go listen to part one because we have all realized we don't know what day it is which is very on brand for them. So if you want that kind of vibe, go over there. We, I talk a lot on their podcast a little too much, if I do say so myself. So I'm so excited to hand over the mic to the girls. How are we doing today? Thank you so much for coming on Mood and dealing with me. I'm so in excited. All of my moods. Oh my God, no. I feel like you are the best friend we've been missing from our life. Literally. So thank Apparently you for I'm the love us. child between the two of you. So You are. She is. She's a cancer. She's emotional. She loves binge watching TV. She orders we things on planes flames. to her destination, which is me. Yeah. So literally love Oh child. my God. I literally was bawling crying on the plane to New York. Was I? No, to Chicago. And it was just so sad. And it's just, it's a normal thing. I feel like if you don't cry on a plane, what are you doing? Yeah, I was watching One Tree Hill what on my plane crying. I wasn't I wasn't necessarily watching anything. I will say um, my mom forgot to pick me up from the airport or forgot that she had to pick me up from the airport. And I think I was maybe like a little emotional. So I started crying. <laughs> I'm 27. <laughs> Honestly, crying is no, the that's best upsetting thing. After a long flight. Yeah, I was you like, know, mom, like, be with your mom. I was like, mom, you forgot about me. She was like, oh, my God, you're so dramatic. I didn't forget about you. And I like I just really wanted to like play into that narrative, you know, I'm, like feel bad for myself <laughs> for a second. It's just like a long travel day. You want to feel bad for yourself. But that's neither here nor there. I was actually reading a book. So I got back into that really quick. But speaking of just being uh, a mess, not speaking of that at all. I want people that don't know you guys to know a little bit about like your backgrounds because you guys both have like very kind of different, both a little bit social media-esque backgrounds. So can you guys each kind of like introduce yourselves to the audience and talk about kind of like how you got started and how you came to start a podcast together? Yeah, um, like I'll give the nutshell version because otherwise we could be here for like five business days. But I have a background in kind of like fashion marketing. And then I had a whole different company that I co-founded with someone working at a fashion job. And we launched like, it's called State of Grace. It was a brand and we, it was like novelty stuff. So that was like kind of my first 
dipping my toes into entrepreneurship. And from that, I kind of started working with like other influencers and like learning the social media world and then um, building like my own personal brand off of that. But made an exit from it um, in 2018 and started a media agency doing like social media for brands and influencer marketing. And then that is how I met my lovely co-host, Jackie. Um, she interned for me and we realized we both love reality TV, specifically Bravo TV and yes. dogs and all of that fun stuff. And then we started a podcast together and the rest is kind of history. Yeah, we're coming up on three years now of the podcast. I um, no longer work for Bailey, but that was like some of the best times of my life being in her little apartment and just having all the laughs and we literally birthed. I was very professional. I'd be like, okay, so I know we're working, but like, can you literally. watch this episode of Love Island? Cause I need to have someone to talk to literally. about it. And then at like when an hour before my shift was about to end, she'd crack a nude for me and like put it on the table, which if you don't know, cause nudes are Canadian, <laughs> it's just like a vodka soda. It's like a white claw. Like our yeah. what? Like if, if you don't know that What's, that's a I'm, seltzer, no if you don't know that that's a seltzer, um, it's not just cracked a tit, pulled a tit out for me. <laughs> Imagine everyone's like, okay, we, I wanted to work for Bailey until uh, you said that <laughs> you guys Bailey sometimes would make me stop working to watch funny cat videos and then she'd be like listen I'm a little distracted do you want to go get margaritas at the restaurant up the street and it would do oh that God. so like, we really how we got anything I mean, like, done that's like, I don't kind know. of like what I miss about because I was an intern back in the day when I was like 19 and it was just like some of the most fun times just being in like that like kind of not like total traditional workspace but like having some kind of like oh I don't just fully work for myself having yes. just like work buddies and stuff I do miss that I love there's nothing more that I love than camaraderie truly I really do but that's so cool mm -hmm. that you guys met through like work like that I think that people forget that you know, like networking and like putting yourself out there and like interning and doing stuff like that really actually does make meaningful connections, especially now that we've all been working from home for so long and like people are like switching careers and stuff. It just shows that you can kind of just like connect with people and like really just your character can take you places, you know, because clearly you guys just hit it off. Oh my God, I'd be fucking nowhere if I didn't oh, yeah. intern. For, I worked for Bailey for free to start and I would be nowhere I mean like obviously I should have a little more confidence in myself but Bailey like meeting her truly was the best thing that happened to me and like look at now podcast and now I'm like trying to build my own personal blog and then I learned so much from her I'm working for myself now I definitely like you said miss working for someone though because when you work for yourself all the pressure's on you you're in the hot seat I miss like when all the pressure was on Bailey and I just you know, <laughs> sat down <laughs> Well, at least you have like a co-host though too, you know? So at least you guys have the podcast together. Yeah. And then you guys, cause do you have, uh, Jackie, you have like other like clients and stuff that you do social media stuff for, right? So you, you yeah. kind of like work with other people a little bit. Yes, I do. I do video editing. So I have a few, I have like five clients now and it's really nice. So I do get to work with other people, but it's never like in person. It's not that. So how do you guys you juggle know? then like kind of having like your own, like front facing like personal brands, but then also like working for other creators and just like digital people in general. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't think that I have any balance in my life. Um, but like I, I tend to be a personality where I have to do things when I enjoy it or like it exhausts me more than anything in this world. So I like, I'm really grateful that all of the people that I work with are natural fits. Like they're people who I really genuinely like would support whether I was working with them or not. I, I've had like with social media, 
people come to me and ask me to do like real estate or auto. And I'm like, fuck no, like I won't add value to you. And like, it's just not going to work. So I really try and make sure that any relationship I'm building is focused on more like a longer term one and one where it's mutually beneficial and exciting. So I think that helps, but in terms of like day-to-day balance, I don't fucking know. I absolutely don't have balance. Um, one thing though, like that helps is I treat the podcast like an actual job and I have from the start. And that really helps because then you're not like putting it on the back burner, no matter what you're mm. doing. Like it's just as important to me as the other things in my life, but no yeah, fucking that's balance actually, whatsoever. That is interesting though, too, because like, it's so easy now with everyone talking about like quote unquote side hustle to almost then like use that as an excuse Mm -hmm. to like half ass it when you really think about it. And it's like, I like that how you guys kind of, I don't know, like even if you go to like your Instagrams, whether it's for your media company, your podcast or your personal Instagrams, like I feel like I'm gaining something from each of those pages and that I see a really like clear vision and like, I'm sure it feels chaotic in your real life, but like, I literally, I was, I was like, oh, I want to copy this thing that they do on their podcast Instagram. It's so fucking cute. And I was like, oh, but then I'd be copying them. And I was like, well, I'll talk to them. I'll talk to them about no, it. No, which one? Okay, Tell us it's what. the one with the phone, and it's like what you can expect from the podcast episode. I was like, that oh, is yeah. so cute and genius. And like your guys's podcast page is just like so cute. It makes sense because you you work in like media and stuff like that. So I'm like, well, of course, like people come to you for this. So of course, yours is going to be too. But I also like love your guys's like captions like Bailey you posted something the other day and I screenshotted it but I'm too lazy to um <laughs> exit out a full screen see, but it, you basically posted you. something okay. that said like what you don't see or something and then you like listed all of these things of like my unpacked suitcase behind me and this like going through yeah. my head and I love when people use, and I feel like it kind of reminds me, and I know you got mentored a little bit by Lauren Bostick, but it reminds me of that like micro blogging, you know, where I'm like really like getting to know you and it's not just a pretty picture. I feel like you're telling me a story and I'm your friend. Well, it's efficiency to me. Like I use a caption. I don't want to go on and write a novel because it's like, it just reminds me of when you go to like someone's blog and you're trying to find a recipe, Mm. but you have to scroll through like a 20 page novel to find it. Like I want them to be able to just quickly get the takeaways. And it goes back like what we're talking about on our podcast with you is like the authenticity. I have to show up that way or like it literally is selfish. I feel like, I just feel like shit or like I'm misleading someone and I don't ever want someone to land on my page and I want them to feel inspired but I don't ever want them to feel like they leave my social media feeling less than like I want them to feel like their best self or that like I'm encouraging them to be that so I think that's why like those are the captions yeah I I think I just like love how like how they're formatted and stuff too you know and like how I like how you described it as efficient because it doesn't feel like I'm reading this like woe is me thing it's just like here are the facts and I love it and it's interesting that you say like when you're going to try to get a recipe and you have to scroll through it and all that stuff like as someone that works in media do you find that that's kind of like what you see that is better for the consumer because like sometimes as a creator I'm like I don't know what people want like and I'm sure people come to you being like how do I start like what should I post like what does well do you find it like you actually have answers to those questions and like have seen things that you're like no you have to do it like x y and z or is it that kind of classic advice of like be yourself be authentic I think firstly like listen to your audience 
some people, there's going to be an audience that will always resonate with like a longer caption and there's going to be ones that resonate with like a shorter one. And I think it depends, like if you're telling a really long story that is going to do a disservice of just doing like a bullet point caption, Mm. then write the blog post or do something like that. But I think right now our attention spans are so short because we're inundated with content across so many platforms and it's not, I don't, I hate when people say it's oversaturated because I don't believe that. I just mm-hmm. think there's a lot of content. So it's like, you've got to know what is going to land with your audience so that they can digest it. I mean, I, 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 I kind of think it is like oversaturated in a sense like that, not that it's bad, but just in a mm-hmm. sense of, I, sometimes I don't even know, you know, what I should be doing. Right. I'm like, well, I, I should be doing reels, but then there's so many reels and maybe I should focus more on my captions. I feel like I've been creating online since I was so young and it's changed so much. Like what do you think that there's like certain specific things? Like if I came to you like as a client and if someone came to right. you and was like, I have a very small following and I want to grow my following. Like, do you even think that there's like room for people in the space? And do you think that there's like helpful things that people should be doing? Does that make sense? Or is it just yeah. like, or am I a lost cause? Like, should I just quit? <laughs> just get offline, Lauren. Would you? Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Please don't ever. Um, I think, well, how you were saying first off, like how you should be doing something. I don't think anybody should be doing something. I think that you need to figure out like, like that self-reflection. Like, what do you want to be doing? Because I think that, will create the consistency. I've been so guilty of this when I was trying to like figure out my personal brand of like comparing or being like, I need to have this aesthetic. Like this is what's really popping off right now. And it's like, it wasn't sustainable for me because I didn't get joy out of it. It's not how I normally create. So then it died off. And at the end of the day, like you have to have something that you can stay consistent with. But I do obviously think that video is really like having a moment right now. So I would say find a way for you to create video or Mm. anybody looking to get into the space where it's going to be enjoyable and consistent for you. Like I tried YouTube, not for me. It's, I don't, I can't keep up with that kind of a content. So I fell off. Whereas like TikTok, I find it fun. Like I like to have more of an unesthetic, like personality. Like that's where I can do more of that. Whereas Instagram, I feel like I get a little more vulnerable. And so it's just figuring out what works for you into a way that still aligns with your brand, but you can like really create a long term game plan with it and evolve. Like we always love an evolution, but yeah, I would just say like find something that you can stay consistent with. I know. I'm sorry, I, but your dog in the background right now sorry. is the cutest. I was thing trying to give a straight. I've ever seen, and it's still happening. Thanks. I can't. Like I literally look at her. Like I like I couldn't it's, not. It's her right. world. I just what kind of dog is she? She's a Boston Terrier. Thanks. Oh, yep. I'm talking about you. Sorry. I love her so much. Oh my god. Quick break because this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Do you have more worse moods than best moods? We got to figure that out, sister. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime, send a message to your therapist, and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed, just like we talked about in today's current mood combo. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash mood, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So don't forget about our special offer for mood listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash mood. Back to the podcast. You guys, so on your podcast, you talk, obviously, just kind of like real AF talk. Obviously, you're obsessed with reality TV. And you talk kind of about like mental health and just like other stuff that's kind of more moody, if I do say so myself. Have you guys found that you've learned more about like mental health and stuff through doing the podcast and like kind of having to have these conversations with each other? Oh, absolutely. I have learned so much from every person that we've had on the podcast. And that is why I love podcasting so much because I would never be able to have these conversations or learn these little tips and tricks that people do daily to help their mental health or to help them in business than in any conversation. Because I don't meet that many people or that many people who have been through that life experience where they have it firsthand. So that's why I've always loved podcasting, even though it's not really like paying us directly yet we just reinvest everything it's so much more worth it to me to learn these life lessons about mental health or business and I learned so much like sometimes it's hard to wrap my head around how much I've learned and actually retain the information and put it into place in my life but I can always go back and listen to the episodes later if I want to yeah I mean I was when I had a job and didn't work for myself I had a pod I was on a podcast for the company and when I left I was like no I'm never doing this again like it's really? so much fucking work I'm like people don't understand the behind the scenes and how much work it is like it's not like the episode just you talk and it's up so I was like no like I won't ever do it again but then I was like I missed the conversations I missed the learning lessons like being present in a conversation where someone's not on their phone or like distracted and I've learned so much from our guests and mental health wise, like I feel it's helped me grow, which like I always want our audience to come first and them to take away value. But like selfishly, it's helped me so much. And I feel like I've been able to get deep and like really question some things or like even just learn new perspectives from other people by having these conversations. And I just it's my favorite, favorite channel that I am a part of for sure. I think it's definitely easy to be selfish about it when you're doing a podcast. I'm always like, when you have like a life coach or something, I'm like, okay, so let me just give you this little tidbit about me really quick. And you tell me what you think, even though it might not relate to anyone else, but it's my podcast. So I'm going to ask you anyway. Absolutely. I I do tend to do that. (laughs) Jackie, you were mentioning too, that like you've went through like five therapists, I think you said on your podcast. Yeah. So Talk to me like a little bit about how you were like, quote unquote, dating until you found your perfect therapist. Like, when did you start and how long, like, how did you even like feel comfortable being like, "Mm, this one's not a match. Sorry, not going to come back. Okay, well, I definitely didn't feel comfortable doing that. That's for (laughs) sure. Um, I've been in like you. I've come from a family of divorce. And so my mom has had me in therapy or tried to. I should say, since I was um, a kid, unlike you, my mom didn't actually force me to go. She just kind of (laughs) 
she just kind of like if I wanted to go I'd go and so there was a few that I went to when I was younger but actually so weird and I just don't believe it maybe I wasn't open enough I had two counselors when I was little tell me that like they feel like I'm in a good place and I don't need to come to therapy and they told me really and they told my mom that yeah so I guess hmm. they're like, there's no hope for this girl. Let's yeah, just tell her what that the she's hell? good. Sometimes <laughs> this is why I'm saying you have to date around because some therapists, yeah. like some of the stuff my friends have been like, oh yeah. And they, my therapist said like, I should break up with this person. I was like, your therapist is like, unless you're like super, super close and like you're doing something like absolutely insane, yes. like isn't actually supposed to tell you what to do. So like some, like yeah. I'm like, that's why you have to date around. Yeah. So I remember the one guy I went to saying that and I just gotten out of a super toxic relationship when I was in high school and I was absolutely like flabbergasted mind blown that he could even say that because I knew how much internal issues I had so I think therapy I got I put it off for a while after that and then I started actually again just when COVID hit the pandemic Mm. hit and I wonder why I don't know. I felt like I was going through a lot, like a lot of change in my life. I quit both my jobs. I started That was working. called sarcasm, Jackie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't catch that. Okay, anyways. Um, and so I went to see this counselor, and it just wasn't a fit. He told me, I was telling him about my personal insecurities um, that I all, I mean, every woman struggles with. And I was just saying, like, sometimes I really have some negative thoughts about, like, if I eat bad or if I, like, don't work out. Um, and he told me, like, well, you're so beautiful. Like, why do you think that way? Like, you really shouldn't feel that way. And I was like, fuck, my, my God, like, this is not what I need right now. And so then I found a counselor that I went to with my boyfriend. And I openly talk about this on the podcast. And it was such a fit that I was like, can you work with me one-on-one? And she was like, yeah, I can. But she was like, but I also think, like, your partner needs to hear all these things that you're going through Damn. And so we can talk, yeah. So we can talk about those things within our sessions. And I knew, whoa, 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 it, whoa. Yeah. So you're telling me, okay, hold up. Let's <laughs> pause. Yeah. How long have you and your boyfriend been together? Five years. And when did you start going to therapy? A year counseling? ago. A year ago. Okay. Well, actually, okay, that's, so that's not like, true. A year and a half ago, the first counselor we went to didn't work. So we found a new one, and that's I like one. that is just like so like as someone who's like so pro therapy like. I still would be like so afraid to like go to couples counseling because it just it's seems amazing. like so serious and adult mm-hmm. and like I, I don't know why I just feel like I'm like a, a child I guess yeah. but it's so true that your partner like needs to like understand those things and like having a third party oh my god imagine like the things that would be solved in every relationship if you had an objective professional and okay so you got your counselor through the counselor with your boyfriend and then she helped you tell your boyfriends the things that he needed to hear <laughs> she was like she's like what is this concept this is terrifying <laughs> it's weird i don't know maybe for some people it might not work because they don't want their partner to hear those things that they want to talk about individually maybe they have things they need to work on but she was like i highly suggest like if you're share if you're wanting to share some things with me then then you bring them up within our sessions together so your partner can help understand you better And for some reason that like really resonated with me and I'm still like figuring it all out because I do struggle sometimes to bring up things that I feel like are maybe more like selfish in a counseling session when we should be talking about us. But we definitely have come to a better understanding of each other through counseling and of kind of like, you know, the whole thing, like our childlike selves that show up now as adults, which we both wouldn't have 
done if we did counseling just separately. So yeah, I found a counselor I really like, and I haven't really been doing any individual counseling at the moment. I'm not closed off to it, but right now it's good enough for me to have it happen within those sessions. And I think what you said about it being so serious and adult, like I definitely have friends who kind of judge why we're in counseling when we're only we've only been together for five years and we're so young and i'm like well because people see that as like oh there's something wrong with your relationship yeah. you're going to couples therapy 100 that's not the case like you're working through stuff in a way where it's like it's a support system yes. and it doesn't even necessarily i'm sure have things to do with the relationship at times it can be individual yeah. but like as someone who loves that person and wants to spend your life with them you want to be there through like with them through that and we've like it's such there an is like such a taboo too. about it, it yeah it's such an investment into your relationship too it's like it's the same thing with therapy with yourself like why would you wait till you're like 45 and like considering divorce to go to counseling when you're like four years you could be four years into your relationship and just like okay the honeymoon phase has passed like we're growing up we're now growing together and changing we're clearly spending our lives together like let's actually like make our foundation even stronger like I almost I think it's genius but of course like we're you know, not the word structured, but we're kind of like taught that yeah. you go to therapy yeah. when something's wrong. It's like using SPF in a skincare routine. It, was- it's literally like <laughs> using SPF in a skincare routine. It's anti-aging. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I even love on that. the flip side, like if you go to therapy after five years and you guys realize together that you're not a fit, then way better than being 50 60 having kids Mm -hmm. and then just figuring that out down the line it's not a negative thing and that was really important to me that when we started counseling that we were in a good place when we started like that was super important to me I didn't want to go because we were in a bad place we just had a bad fight and we needed to go so I started it when we were good and now we've had truly like the best year of our relationship I would say we really understand each other a lot better so I highly recommend it that's like pretty epic. I'm not going to lie. Don't give me too many ideas. <laughs> Your boyfriend's going to be like, no, no. My boyfriend's going to be like, what did you do on the podcast this week? I'm going to be like, let me tell you. Sorry. We are getting a couples counselor. He'll be like, but there's nothing wrong. I'm like, that's the point. <laughs> no, I will say like it's 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 in, it's very new for me being in a healthy relationship And so it's already a lot for me to, like, handle independently, like, just being in, like, people don't talk about that. Like, once you're out of an unhealthy relationship, being in a healthy one has its own set of, like, mental, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you have to deal with it on your own because you're not going to cause problems in your healthy relationship just because you have no idea how to accept healthy like compassion and support but then you do cause problems because you're used to the unhealthy tactics in the way you've handled things in the past guilty guilty too (laughs) it's like it's life is so hard but it's like this is why it's almost like how i said on your podcast it's like i genuinely the reason i'm able to do all these little things and have tools and like coping mechanisms is because of that base foundation of therapy and you know, I think it's cool that you, how you said, like, I don't need it one-on-one right now, but it's not that you're not open to it. And I think that's okay too. Like, I don't know what part of your skincare routine, maybe it's like tinted moisturizer, you know, like maybe you're just like, maybe you don't use a serum and a moisturizer at the same time. Like you're just doing one or the other, but you're still getting benefits. Like you're still getting something. I like how we're really going hard (laughs) with this like skincare analogy to therapy, (laughs) but like, I think you just, you you made it still work with the serum and the lotion, for sure. I'll give you that. 
excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. Okay, so the year is coming, like, to a close and stuff. What is, like, the best thing you guys have learned all year from doing the podcast together? Because, obviously, you have completely unbalanced, chaotic, successful lives. But from doing the podcast together, like, what's, like, your favorite memory or, like, one thing that, like, really is going to sit with you going into the next year from the podcast? I think for us, like, we did a trip again together, like, a podcast trip, um... And after a year of like not we before COVID and the pandemic, every single episode we did was in person. So it was like a huge shift for us. And I'm grateful it happened because it's opened it up to like new guests and having different conversations. But I think like getting to actually have that energy shift and like be in person was really, really special and something I'll remember. I'm trying to think of like something deeper. I feel like (laughs) my brain's not functioning right now. I feel like within our business relationship and friendship, we've really learned to trust and respect each other a lot more Mm -hmm. in the last year. Not that we haven't had that before, but being friends and business partners. Yeah, go ahead. I just think we also got very vulnerable on the podcast within the last year. Like we opened up about some struggles. We opened up about how we almost stopped doing the podcast and like really kind of let our audience see a behind the scenes, like raw vulnerable thing that is hard to navigate when you are like best friends and business Mm -hmm. partners and, so I'm proud of us for that. I wouldn't say that it was like my favorite cause it was hard. Yeah. Um, but I think that it definitely was like a huge moment of growth. Why'd you almost stop the podcast? <laughs> the um, money question. We, yeah, no, I mean like the long story short, we just went through some like difficult boundaries of like realizing business and friendship and the mixture of that. And like, I have a very hard time of separating the two. Like I think mm. that, I, if I am investing, especially having another business, like if I'm taking time away from that business to invest into a partnership, I like need the respect levels on like all fronts and not to say Jackie Mm -hmm. wasn't respecting me or anything, but it was like the boundaries had to be set across all fronts. And I think that like, I hate confrontation and I really don't like having those conversations where in past with friendships, I would avoid it. And then the friendships would like fizzle out, but Mm. we went through some very honest conversations of like Jackie going off and doing her own thing, but like also kind of in the similar world as like what I'm doing and just like knowing that to protect ourselves in both our businesses and what we work hard for, we had to like just kind of really get on the same page of what that looked like. And so like we just had to really ask ourselves if we could do all of that at once and still be business partners. And Bailey's been burned in the past. So I understand where she's coming from completely And so we just had to have some serious conversations about our needs and what Bailey needs to feel okay moving forward and what I needed. And I think this, this has got to be like a couple years ago now at this point, it's been over a year and I feel like we've both really proved to each other that we can be okay doing these things. So the last year has been a lot of growth for us. And now we just have like open, honest conversations most of the time. If there's any any issue not that there really ever is like we have a safe emoji we've talked about this like if I feel like Bailey oh being like short in text maybe she's just being anxious and I'm just like reading into it too much because I'm a cancer and I'm super emotional if people are mad at me I need to know why we talked oh about that my on God, our podcast same. <laughs> so I'll just send like a pineapple emoji and be like are we good and then she'll be like oh yeah, yeah I don't know why we picked the swingers emoji but <laughs> yeah I was like it doesn't pineapple emoji. like mean something <laughs> I didn't even know it meant swingers yeah I'm pretty sure it does 
But yeah, we just like I, we found little things that work to make our friendship and business relationship mm-hmm. work because because it is so complicated and so interconnected and you won't know until you actually do it. But I think so many people aren't willing to get uncomfortable yeah. to protect and like like save a friendship and I'm really grateful because this is one of the first experiences on this level in my life with a friendship where we've really put in mutual amount of work and gotten uncomfortable and had hard conversations and it's so beautiful to see it come out the other side because like I love Jackie so much and it was like really tough while we were in it but like it's just proof that like you can go through that and still remain just as close because like to to this day I don't feel like anything has changed Mm -hmm. like I still feel like we have the same friendship it's just we've grown together and I think that's yeah there's, yeah, there's so enough. much value in the actual rupture so that you can mm-hmm. repair it because it's like it's not even almost about I always say you know it's not about what happened it's about like what you do after that and how you move forward and I feel Absolutely. like those things like just they make you so much gen- like genuinely stronger in a sense of your friendship wouldn't be as special and as great and as fulfilling if you didn't have that shitty thing happen. But it does suck because you have to get uncomfortable and you have to hear things you don't want to hear mm-hmm. of like, well, of course, I'm sure it's easy being like, well, I feel like this and I feel like this, but I don't really want to know how I made you feel because then I'm going to feel really bad. You know, that's yeah. the epitome of me. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll tell you how I feel, but oh fuck, then you're going to yeah. tell me how you feel. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot, but it, it, those are the friendships where like when you can actually communicate with each other and get through that, like those are legit and serious. And you think of like, you know, going to couples counseling and you do that with like person you want to spend the rest of your life with. But then sometimes people are afraid to do that with their friends because Mm -hmm. it's like, well, do I have to be that honest? Do I have to be that vulnerable? You don't always do it necessarily with your girlfriends just because confrontation is scary and like being disappointed or disappointing someone is scary. And so I think it's almost like, commendable and it is like a success story of being able to have a rupture and repair you know and you get Absolutely. so you get so much more of an understanding after the first few and it's not even conflict it's just like different way of seeing things sometimes or like mm-hmm. something you're doing is hurting their feelings not intentionally but then like as time goes on and as you have those conversations you understand them way better and you can kind of like predict if their feelings are going to be hurt by something and you can do something to prevent it beforehand so that's why it's so important to have those conversations and I was just going to say one thing that was always on the same page for us is we were not going to be another Alex and Sophia from Call Her Daddy so we made <laughs> sure literally and it was happening like right around the same time we we're like no this like no yeah this is not <laughs> oh my god I mean, talk about a rupture with no repair right there. Like, that's, like, scary shit. And it's so funny because everything is always is so clear in hindsight. But, like, when you're in it, it's just so, like, chaotic and confusing and awful. And now, like, looking at them, like, in hindsight, I'm like, damn. Like, there is probably, like, so many either regrets or big feelings or things being therapized right now from that. And it's just, like, if only, right? Like, if only you were able to repair. I mean, whew, that's everything happens for a reason though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it is sure. what it is, but just, yeah, make sure you guys don't do that, please. Because like, that would be really <laughs> sad for me. Um, your, your love child, as, not another, as the love child, I would not like to, I'm, I'm already a child of divorce. <laughs> like, can you please not abandon me? Thank you. <laughs> Before I let you guys go, I want to know what your current like winter mood boosters are right now, because I mean, there is just, I mean, I know it's the holiday season, but it is cold and the holidays are stressful. And so what is boosting your mood right now? 
Okay, well, I'm really into... I don't know if you can tell, but I love skincare. We've only been talking about it all episode. But Literally. Okay, I'm really into like at-home facial cupping. I've always loved my ice roller. I have the Skinny oh, Confidential yes. one. Obsessed. But I get really puffy eyes and like I was just traveling and I literally am like swollen. Like I don't, when I say I'm puffy, like I'm not just saying that, like you, I get ugly. So I've been taking these little, I went and did like a lymphatic facial drainage massage, like maybe a month ago and it was life changing. So I bought the tools and now I do it at home and you just put like oil and I do it on my face and then it works. Like there's a before and after on my story right now. And it's, I looked unfortunate because I saw I it, did on it for your the story. people Magic. yeah thank you yeah. so much for your service um, <laughs> You're welcome. I saw it on your story and I've like always really wanted to try it so if you tell me it works I might I might boost my mood this way <laughs> it does and it's um I was like afraid I was gonna give myself like a hickey on my face with it or something yeah. but so far so good um and I just go under my eyes but you can literally like see the fluid getting removed it it's insane it works so well like I was crying watching One Tree Hill last night and I had swollen eyes this morning and just sat there with my coffee this morning for like a good half hour just like sucking the fluid out of my oh face my God, I'm doing this. yeah okay. it's honestly it's so soothing I'm going I to your story it. after um, this <laughs> but yeah that's definitely my mood booster oh my God, I'm, I'm thinking of like five like can I quickly list long <laughs> Yes. Something that's very important to me. I just like have to have a minimum of one a day. They make me feel so warm. (laughs) I'm a water baby. It's just like comforting. (laughs) Self-tanning. Luna bronze is so important to me in the winter to feel like a normal human and not feel like a blown Mm -hmm. out ghost. Honestly, like shooting content is something I love doing. And that's like goes back to the whole you have to love what you're doing to be able to do it. Like I genuinely enjoy it. So when I see it's a nice day out and I don't get to shoot, I get sad. So I try and do that whenever I can. Um, I just got the Skinny Confidential Ice Roller and I'm obsessed with it. It's literally been four or five days. It's amazing. I love it so much. And then walks like are so important to me. They just clear my head. Me and my boyfriend have the best conversations on walks. So yeah, those are some mood boosters for me right now. Those are all such good mood boosters. And I'm telling you, there is there is some kind of science in like being tan that makes yes. your mood oh, boosted yeah. because... I literally looked in the mirror after being sick for the past week and I thought I was going to just end it. I was like, I am a nasty human being right now. Like, We're both ride or die Luna Bronze. Yes. Like it's okay, our favorite. I feel like I've only it's heard of best. Luna Bronze like one other time, but need now. need to try it. Okay. I'll send you some. Like they're yes. friends and they're, like, their product okay. is next level. Listen, it doesn't smell bad. It's I'm like, easily influenced. And yeah. if it's going to make me pretty, like <laughs> sign me the fuck up. It's the perfect um, glow, like no exaggeration. I've tried yeah. so many other tanners and it's orange. And this one is just like golden. Okay. Mm-hmm. They t- t- twist my arm. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Let everyone know where they can listen to you guys and follow for more. Cause you guys are a mood booster to me. And I want you guys to keep boosting everyone else's mood, even though you don't know what day it is. Love, love the marriage there with the puns. Um, okay, so we are What Days a Podcast on all major platforms. If you want to follow us at What Days a Podcast, and I am Bailey Just or Bailey JST because all the other normal ones were taken. And you can find me at Jackie Rye. It's spelled kind of funny, so it's J A C C I R A I. 
thank you so much for having us. This was so fun. Yeah, thank you. This is honestly so fun. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. Make sure to follow on Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. You can shop merch there, shoplaurenelizabeth.com. Are you sick of my name yet? Probably not. You can't. That's just not holly and jolly. Make sure to give five stars in the Apple Podcast Store. It means a lot. Follow on Spotify, wherever you listen. Just support and follow along. Supporting my sponsors supports me being able to do this podcast for you guys and i hope you guys have a holly jolly christmas kind week ahead because tis the season talk to you guys next week bye